Welcome to the jungle. We go to hour number two, which I know for some of you is hour number one. So if that's the case, happy new year. Welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. All right. So we start the second hour. Phone number is still wide open. We had an open phone first hour that went all right. Not great. Some of you clones were getting fired up after I ran the first two calls. You were looking to start a streak. I know you clones love streaks. A streak of 24 straight run calls to start the year 2024. Even the clones were not capable of that, but we did get two. All right, so right now I'm efforting a tight end for the Baltimore Ravens, Isaiah Likely. Top of our number three, Andy Staples, a national college football host for On3, will be joining us as well. You have your telephone number. You know where to find me on the X. If you don't, do so at Jim Rome. And you can email me at Rome, R-O-M-E, at habitate.com. College football playoff yesterday I thought was incredible. Best day ever, in fact. We talked about both those games. If you want to get a head start and talk about the natty, we can go ahead and do that too. Washington v. Michigan. Michigan, the early four-and-a-half point favorite. Also, coming down to the final weekend of the NFL regular season, we absolutely can hit that. I mentioned Isaiah Likely is the guest that we're efforting. The Ravens, to me, are the best team in the NFL right now. Right now they are. After that beatdown they put on Miami, I don't know how you doubt that. Lamar Jackson is your MVP. I don't need to wait until that's official to make that official. In fact, I just made that official. Lamar is your MVP. What a game he had. 1-800-636-8686. Let's go to the phones as I'm efforting my guest. We go to North Carolina, Bobby. Good to have you, Bobby. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Happy New Year, Happy New Year, Bobby. Uh, first of all, I will say today makes one year since I've been tuning into your program. Thank you for the last year of killing three hours a day of my work. I appreciate <laughs> you, great. dude. Thank you very much. Happy anniversary. Happy yeah. birthday. Thank you. Uh, so my take is I'm a, I'm a Cowboys fan, diehard Cowboys fan my whole life. And I'll, I'll be the first to say we shouldn't have won that game. I'll take it. Unlike the Longhorns fans, I will take it. We shouldn't have, but I'll take it. But my beef, and I know this isn't beef day, but my beef is with Eagles fan, Eagles co-worker. All year, all I've heard is how we're undefeated. We're undefeated. We've only lost one game. We're better than you. Cowboys beat them. The dude won't talk to me. Now that they've lost, and we're tied. Bobby, my man, I got to jump in only because I have a guest right now, but not because of anything you said, because everything you just said was accurate. You're right. We'll get to the Eagles and Eagle fan momentarily. But as promised, we're joined right now by a tight end for the Baltimore Ravens. He is in his second season. Played his college ball at Coastal Carolina. Had a couple of touchdowns in Baltimore's beatdown of Miami. The Ravens are 13-3. They're the AFC North Division champs. They wrapped up the number one seed in the AFC. They closed out the regular season Saturday against the Steelers. We are joined by Isaiah Likely. Isaiah, great to have you on the show. How are you? Great, great, great. Thanks for having me. It's good to have you. In fact, really good to have you. So I mentioned you've got the best record in football. You've got a six-game winning streak. You're coming off a pair of massive wins over the Niners and the Dolphins in a span of only six days. Man, how are you living, and how good does it feel to wrap up that number one seed and everything that comes along with it? Uh, it feels great. I mean, you know, going against you know two, two great defenses in the 49ers and the Dolphins, you know, it, it, it was never easy, but it definitely got accomplished, and 
just another, you know, step in our milestone to achieving the ultimate goal that we had set from the start of the season. All right, so it's pretty clear you're taking it one game at a time, one day at a time. But I want to ask you this. Your coach, John Harbaugh, and he would know, Harbaugh said that he's not sure he's ever seen a more impressive performance than what he saw from the team on Sunday. What about you? Have you ever been a part of a performance that dominant on any level of ball? Uh, no, I feel like, you know, the whole Ravens organization was clicking on <laughs> against the Dolphins. I mean, offense was lined up scoreboard, defense was doing their thing, even on special teams. I mean, everybody was setting up points to be scored. So, you know, it was definitely a, you know, what happened to all cylinders. We're talking to Isaiah Likely. Isaiah, let me ask you this. I mean, not only did you beat them, but you dropped 56 on them. Given all the run that that Dolphin offense has gotten this year for lighting up the scoreboard, was there any part of you or any part of your offense that was thinking, y'all must have forgotten about us. Y'all must have forgotten that we've got playmakers too. Uh, definitely. I mean, you know, having the field positions that we have from our from Lamar Jackson to the, re- the receivers to the running backs, even to the tight ends, you know, it, for any given play that we have, we know that our skill position can take it a distance. So that is definitely, you know, the mantra that we had going into the all year and definitely into the game. We're talking to Ravens tight end Isaiah Likely. You mentioned your quarterback. I don't really need to wait for the official announcement. Lamar is going to be the MVP for the second time in his career after that five touchdown performance against Miami. I'm curious. What was your perception of Lamar as a player when you watched him in college, and what's it like to be on the business end now of his TD passes? Uh, definitely in college, it was you know it was like superhuman. I mean, watching him at Louisville and then watching him in the league, I mean, there was definitely no difference. I mean, he, he's the best player on any given Sunday on the field. And I feel like that's why I'll show you guys again why he's going to be the MVP. And then really just being on the business end on you know, catching touchdowns from him. I mean. To be on the right right page, right time, and always having chemistry with him has definitely been a blessing, you know, because, you know, Lamar Jackson is who he is, and to be able to catch touchdown passes from him is definitely a blessing. I get to tell my kids. That's it. Isaiah Likely joining us. Speaking of which, one of those TD receptions that you had lit up the internet Sunday when you pulled down that fourth down pass with one hand for a 35-yard house job. Can you take me through it, and exactly how did you pull that off? Uh, So, yeah, so we got the fourth down call on the huddle. Uh, I really thought we wasn't going to snap it. We was going to take the field goal. But when, you know, Lamar told us let's go, so when we got to the line of scrimmage, I seen that was man coverage. And I knew if I just be my main, uh, be my guy, Lamar was going to give me a shot. And I was going to go up with two, but he had pulled down on my on my right arm, so I just reached out with one. And when I caught it, the only thing in my mind was going for six. Which is what you did, man. You snagged that. That was really something. Isaiah likely joining us. Like, you were a difference maker last year as a rookie, and then you were called upon to step up even more when Mark Andrews went down in Week 11. Andrews, obviously, is such a unique guy, man. Such a great player. Such a big key to the offense. So I'm curious, what was your mindset when he went down and you were asked to assume an even larger role for yourself? Uh, really, you know, just taking it one step at a time. I mean, I wasn't going to be able to do everything – you know that uh, Mark does on on uh, you know, tight end role uh, off the get. I mean, you know, Mark just you know all around great tight end, one of the best in the game, you know, and himself. So you know, just taking one one day at a time at practice in the film room, outside of football, and just being on the same page as Lamar, uh, Coach Monkey, and Coach Gatsy, my tight end coach, and really just letting them, you know, media to my confidence out there and just show my skill set. We're talking to Isaiah Likely for a few more moments. So Lamar is having an unbelievable year because 
Well, he's an unbelievable player. And because, to your point, he's got playmakers that he can get the ball to. Guys like Odell Beckham Jr., even rookie Zay Flowers. In fact, how quickly in training camp did you realize that Flowers was going to be a big-time addition to the offense after he was selected in the first round? Uh, I knew Zay was going to be electrified for the offense. You know, watching him in college, at Boston College. Uh, and then, you know, going to the conversation of what receivers, uh, you know, the, the you know, effective crafting, and you guys see it on Sunday is definitely a blessing from the skies for him. Dude, he's electric. He really is. What about, like, when you talk about watching a guy day in and day out, what's it like to watch Odell Beckham, a guy who's been there and been through so much? <laughs> what's it like to watch him work day in and day out and then play on Sundays? Sure. I mean, Odell, you know, everybody, you know, mesmerized by his one-hand catch. But in practice, he does it all the time where he gets to the point where it's like, man, that's just Odell being Odell. But, you know, him just having that vet leadership and then having that attack mentality and obviously having him had already won a Super Bowl, having, you know, him be able to talk us through, you know, moments or adversity that we go through in practice and games to get through those and understand that, you know, we're on the right path to doing what we want to accomplish is definitely always good. So before I let you go, Isaiah, where do you come out on the whole rest versus rust conversation? You know what I'm talking about. Like, you bust your tail all season long to get the extra rest that comes along with getting that number one seed, but you don't want to lose any of your momentum. So where do you come out on this? Should the starters play this week to maintain that edge, or is rest the most important thing? Uh, I feel like, you know, the organization and Coach Harbaugh is going to do, you know, a perfect job being able to rest the people that need to rest, and then we're going to play who we want to play because that is End of the game. Uh, end of the day, you know, it's still another you know stepping stone that we have to get to our ultimate goal, which is to play in that Super Bowl and win it. But you know, having the you know the comfort of being able to have that first seed, having that first round by, uh, we're gonna do a great job of resting the people that need to be rested and then playing the guys that we have to play. That makes sense. One last thought. You know, it's so cliche, but when the Steelers and the Ravens get together, go ahead, throw the records out. But the Steelers are one of only three teams to beat the Ravens this year. They have to have this game. They have to have the game. The Ravens already have the one seed, so they don't have to have this game. I know you're trying to win the game, but what are you expecting, given the stakes that the Steelers are dealing with and what you have, especially on a short week? What are you expecting this week in that matchup? Uh, the same thing we expect every other week. I mean, the goal that we have set for um, a Monday going into that week is to be 1-0. So really just keeping the main thing, the main thing at practice, film room, and off the field, and making sure that the offense, defense, and special teams are on point and making sure we have a great game plan for the Steelers is definitely going to be on our mind to you know come out victorious. I'll tell you what that sounds like to me. That sounds like the so-called Raven way. There is a Raven way. Isaiah Likely joining us. He had a big game in that win over Miami, having a solid, solid year. Isaiah, I really appreciate you making time for us today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Isaiah Likely joining us. And tough spot to step into, right? Like, as I mentioned, even as a rookie, he made an impact and made plays. But Mark Andrews goes down. All of a sudden, everybody's looking at you. They're 13-3. and They won the division. They wrapped up the top seed in the AFC. And like he said, that was an organizational win. One thing to beat Miami, but to beat Miami the way they beat Miami, I think sent a real message. Wrapped up the MVP for Lamar, and they were dominant. I mean, how are you going to argue that they're not the most complete team in the NFL right now? They are. They are. Not in the AFC, but in the entire league right now. Now, anything can happen between now and then, but... They are the most complete team in the NFL. 
Bobby in North Carolina, unfortunately, couldn't finish his call. But the point that he was trying to make was, where are all those Eagle fans right now? They said, we've only got one loss. We're the ones to beat. And it's incredible. Like, even when they had that one loss, they were never as good as we thought they were. They were finding ways to get it done. They were finding ways to grind it out. But they were not the same team. There's no doubt. Now they're in an absolute free fall. Their defense is a disaster. How else do you explain making a change late in the season to Matt the Ticonderoga Patricia to be your D coordinator? You don't make a move like that late in the season unless you're in a full-out panic. And then you do that, and it still doesn't matter. You lose to Arizona? Arizona, in a game you have to have. So, no. I'm not saying that Dallas is a legit, to me, serious contender for the Super Bowl because I've seen nothing to lead me to believe that they are that. Still can't win on the road. Still can't stop the run. I'm not in any way sold on Dallas, except for one way. I'm sold that they're better than Philly. Philly fan, if I were you, and I already know you know because you know your team, man, this is bad. And I don't know that you've got enough time between now and the start of the postseason to fix what's broken. Because you've been trying for weeks. This is not some new thing. This is not one bad game. This is not an anomaly. This has been going on for weeks. You are in a free fall. So, Bobby, to answer your question, when you say, where are all those loud Eagle fans right now? You know where they are. They're not coming around. What are they going to say? Unless they're coming around to get it their own, they've got nothing to say. Because right now, they're a disaster, especially defensively. They can't stop anybody. 1-800-636-8686. Let me check some written reaction. There's one. J.D. in Philly. Jim. The Ticonderoga has erased any semblance of a defense. Trucked for 220 yards, and four straight TD drives by the Gannon Birds. What's up, We'd be better off with Philly police horses laying crap landmines on the field and hoping opponents trip in it. Crappy New Year here. Happy New Year to you in the XR4TI, J.D. and Philly. J.D., my brother, Happy New Year to you. You think Gannon, you think shot out of a cannon Gannon enjoyed that very much? Ready to get to work. Man, what a bad loss. You know, pretty nice win for Arizona. But what a bad, bad loss. How bad does that look for Philadelphia? That in a game they had to have, they could not beat Arizona. That is such a bad loss. That is such a bad look. And especially defensively. What a disaster. Stucknut. Quote, Boo! Roger! That dummy didn't even try to get run. Stuck nuts on me working. If anybody would know, it's the nut. The nut knows that if the guy corrected me and said, Rome, you're wrong, my name is spelled with a D, I would have run him. Well, Alvin would have run him. But what Roger spells his first name with a D? Jack. (laughs) Hey, Jack, do you spell your name J-A-X-K? No. Yeah, yeah, but some people do. No, they don't. No, they don't. 
Hey, Rome, are you sure about that? Have you traveled around the world? Yeah, Jack, I'm pretty sure about that. Do you want me to kill you? No, no, Jack, I don't want that either. At Salvador Yoga writes, Rome, what a win by Jim Harbaugh. I can't wait to hire him at $20 million a year for 20 years, only to fire him midseason in his first season by throwing a glass of whole milk in his face. Signed, Dave Tepper. I like that. Finally, finally a good contribution. Salvador Yoga. Nice job, Yogi. Way to go. How about this guy before I go to break? Dear Jim, hopefully Penix Jr. can finish the saga and slay the cheaters. I haven't been this into a Washington story since M.K. Latorno was getting nice. Brett and Bugaha. Hey, Brett, I know better than to waste even one second correcting you. But at that time, M.K. Latorno was not getting nice. She was getting felonious. She was getting criminal. She was 34, if memory serves. And she was not getting nice. She was getting with a 12-year-old kid. If that's what you mean by, quote, getting nice, Brett. And by the way, RIP. MK passed away a couple years back. All right. When, one more. At Chad, in Jax. You're starting to shake the rust off. I like it. You're starting to knock the rust off. You're starting to show up now. I don't feel bad that I didn't win the Powerball. In fact, I would have felt worse had I won it. Regards that first phone call of the year. That's from a Longhorn fan who said, you know what? I don't feel badly at all that we lost. In fact, it would have felt worse if we won. How about the first call of the year already being a strong contender for the worst call of the year? Oh, man. Can you imagine wiring the field on that one? I know that's not what's going to happen because I know you and I know this show well enough to know we will get plenty of calls that are worse than that. But wouldn't that be a beautiful thing to wire the entire field for 2024? Well, I'll give you this, my man. You are the leader in the clubhouse after an hour and 18 minutes. Right, when we come back, I do want to talk about Tepper. And what a mess that guy is. Throwing a drink at a fan? Way to keep your head, dude. I want to talk about the ref show. The all-time worst show. I want to talk about the Steelers. I'll give you a recap if I have time of my week in Wisconsin and more. First up, though, how about a quick question? Why is Old Trapper Beef Jerky the best beef jerky ever? Well, it is. And it's a family-run business, which stands by quality. And they're all about producing the world's finest beef jerky. That's what they set out to do, and that's what they've done. So do not be fooled by their brands. All beef jerky is not the same. New Year, same take. Some of you seem to think beef jerky is beef jerky. It's not. There's a major difference, especially between Old Trapper and every other brand. Every single bite of Old Trapper is tender. It's never tough because they use just the best ingredients. 
from their lean strips of beef, seasoned with top-quality spices to the real wood-fired smoke. Old Trapper delivers quality in every single bite by design. It's set up that way. It's manufactured that way. It's produced that way. So if you, for some reason, even to this day, haven't tried it yet, do it now. Grab a 4-ounce bag or load up with an 18-ounce bag. And if you don't see it, ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. Not that the Ravens need any karma whatsoever. All the Ravens need is health. So I'll say stay healthy. They're the ones to be right now. But they got some karma. Isaiah Likely coming in. I've got Andy Staples top of the hour. All right, so no team in the NFL has been as bad as the Panthers. And they're 2-14. and 14. And I don't even think they're as good as their record indicates. I think they're worse than that, personally. Non-competitive. Bryce Young, the number one pick overall, has taken more than his fair share of lumps. They obviously got the wrong guy. Nothing against Bryce, but they got the wrong guy. They picked the wrong quarterback. And he's not getting better. Panther fan knows that none of this is getting better. Head coach got bleep canned. They got the wrong guy quarterback who's not surrounded with enough help. And then you've got the one guy calling all the shots, the owner. Sure, his team, his right. But he's pushing all the wrong buttons, right? We're talking hot garbage. Garbage. And then to add salt, a bucket of salt, a truckload of salt into that gaping wound. Bench the salt. They get the first round pick which is going to be the first overall pick, of course, but it's not theirs. They get, and believe me, they earned it because they're ass. They're terrible. They earned that first-round pick, but it's not theirs, of course. It's going to Chicago. So things are pretty bleak right now, and they're going to be pretty bleak for a long time. It's going to be a minute until Panther fan has any reason to celebrate, which means you need patience, which means Your owner is going to need patience. I do have patience. He said it. I've got it. I know. I've got it. I do have patience. I'm just not... Patient. He's like Eric and his boat. I I do do have have patience. patience. I'm just not patient. Listen, if there's anything we know about David Tepper, aside from him being loaded, he's got a lot of cash, it's that patience is not his thing. That's not me. Ask Ron Rivera. Ask Matt Rule. Most importantly, ask Frank Reich. I have great respect for Frank Reich. Check that. My bad. Ask Frank Reich. Frank Reich. I'll tell you how little patience this guy has. He didn't even keep that guy around long enough to learn how to pronounce his last name. Frank Reich. I'm sure Frank Reich. Frank Reich. Appreciates Appreciate Frank that. Reich. As long as the checks don't rubberize. Frank Reich. I mean, this dude breaks off head coaches like ex-girlfriends. And then on Sunday, it got even worse for Tepper when there was a video captured of him with what appeared to be him throwing a drink toward a group of Jags fans from his luxury box like a spoiled-ass brat throwing a hissy fit, 
and a temper tantrum because his team, once again, was getting his doors blown off. Jaguar security and the NFL are both looking into the incident. So once again, not a good look for David Tepper. I mean, dude, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. You're getting hooked by a Jags fan. Seriously. Come on. You're an owner of an NFL franchise that can get that easily hooked. Hey, Tepper, I hate to break it to you, but your team is going to suck for a long time. And now that you've done this, people will always be chirping you, trying to get you to throw drinks at them or swing on them or do something other regrettable. Yo, billionaire, get control of yourself. You own a freaking NFL team. Start acting like it. You're just embarrassing yourself and your franchise and the league. It's just a terrible look. It really is. It's a flat-out horrible look. Throwing your drink, rushing to the front of a luxury suite, and throwing your drink out the window on some Jag fans. I mean, what are we even doing here? Entitled much? Yeah, I'm sure that you were getting chirped. I'm sure there was probably some knucklehead that was running his mouth. Except that's part of the gig. That's part of the gig. That doesn't mean you get to throw your crap at people like you're an eight-year-old. What's next? A food fight from the luxury box? You can start lobbing hot dogs and burgers and whatever else you rich folks get up there. Your team sucks. Your team was getting worked. And people were talking junk. You got to eat that, dude. You got to wear that, dude. Just ask the bowl cut. Ask Mark Davis. Except he was hearing it from his own fans. Remember when Raider fan had enough of McDaniels? Josh McDaniels. Raider fan was not like Jaguar fan. Raider fan got right up in the bowl cut's grill and let him hear it. That's when old Mark told them he didn't throw a drink in his face. He just said, hey, yo, smarten up. Smarten up. He didn't throw his drink at those fans, or that fan, and pout like an eight-year-old. Hey, listen, it's another reason why they have sweets, dude. One, because you're rich as hell and you own the team. And two, so something like that doesn't happen. Otherwise, they would stick you on the 50-yard line. Yet it did happen because you let it happen. And no, I don't care who, quote, started it. Again, are you eight? If a fan is out of line, find security. That's why they're there. They'll take care of it. But don't take matters into your own hands, especially if that's how you're going to handle it. Like, you're blasted in some bar where someone disrespected your significant other, so you threw a drink in their face. That's not what that was. You're an NFL owner at an NFL game, and your NFL team is getting its ass kicked again. Still, you're an NFL owner. Act like it. Because that's embarrassing as hell for you, for the league. You know, kind of like that product you run out there every single Sunday. Come on, man. Get control of yourself. Get control of your house. 
as if Panther fan didn't have enough bull crap to worry about already. Now they have to worry about their owner throwing crap down on opposing team's fans. Like I said, dude, it's going to be a while before you're any good, before you're relevant. Lock in. The chirping is only going to get louder. My advice to you, stay the hell away from it. Ignore it. The last thing we need are any more tepper tantrums from a rich, entitled owner. My best advice to you. Tepper tantrums. You see what I did there? Not quite as good as no tippin' pippin', but pretty close. If your last name rhymes with tippin', you better tip well. And if your last name is that close to temper, you best not throw any drinks or any tantrums at opposing fans. If a player throws a drink at a fan, if a player does it, you know there are repercussions. So what is Raj going to do about this? What do you got, Kamish? If the two words, wear that, are foreign to you, maybe another two words will get your attention. Two words like frivolous lawsuit. I'm never one to promote these things, but you did this to yourself. Enjoy having your lawyers explain how your drink did not cause emotional trauma And how that paying customer will never be able to look at his kid's face without shame ever again. Or that the alcohol content in that drink caused an allergic reaction and permanent damage to that fan's cornea. Hey, Teps. Just be glad you weren't drinking coffee during your little pissy fit. Or worse... Eating a meatball sandwich. That meatball sando would have gotten you an assault charge. Frank Reich. Come on, man. How hard do you think Frank Reich is laughing right now? (laughs) All the way to the bank. Oh, yeah, you're real patient, dude. Him rushing to the front of that box to throw a drink at a fan, chirping him. Dude, you cannot be that easily hooked. But he is. All right, when we come back, I'm trying not to talk about the ref show, but do I really have any choice? Kind of want to get into the Steelers, too. And Mason Rudolph. How about that guy? Staying ready, getting the opportunity, making the most of it. And what do you know? They're still actually in the playoff hunt. The Rams are in. So who's the real legitimate contender and who's not? All of that plus the natty. We can look ahead. Michigan and Washington. Can Washington keep this going? Is Michigan's famous year of scandal going to continue? Is Jim Harbaugh going to coach another game beyond that natty game? For Michigan, I mean. Like, he hasn't signed that contract yet, right? It's just sitting there right there on the table in front of him. Oh, that's still ahead, and I'm looking for phone calls. Right now, though, here is a sports update. Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. 
clones. Remember, not all beef jerky is the same. Old Trapper's original, old-fashioned. Teriyaki, hot and spicy, and peppered all come in France bags. So you can sample the different flavors and find the best one for you. Ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what is your beef? All right, so let me take a step back for a minute. We start the new year. This is the first show of the new year. And I did spend the last week of the year in Wisconsin, something we normally do not do. If you were following along on Instagram, at Jim Rome, you already got a pretty good idea of how our white Christmas in Wisconsin went. Our white Christmas actually was brown. It was awesome, but it was brown. And that's not how it was pitched to me when they were all telling me, all the locals, you have to do this, you have to do this, you've got to come. Now, to me, that's both good and bad. It's good because I can't lie. My Cali native ass was somewhat relieved that I was going to be dealing with or not dealing with 10 degrees or lower. Let's face it. I have not lived that life since we used to spend our Christmases in Montana back in the day. So I know cold weather. It used to get routinely in the teens, below, minus zero. I know what it's like to be in the cold weather. But we sold that house years ago. We changed up and we started to chase sun every year for the holidays. This year, though, we decided to change up yet again and hit the north woods of Wisconsin for the holidays. Had to do it, right? Like we have a home there. So why not? And the reason for it is this. For years, my dude, Mac Coleman, tried to get me to visit him at Eagle River. He's always been there. And I never wanted to. And this went on for about a decade. Every single year, he'd say, you have to come. You have to come. Come to Eagle River. You'll love it. You'll love it. And I just decided in my mind that I would never like it. Why would I go to Wisconsin? Why? And this was long before Jake went to college there. This was long before any of this. And it would, by the way, it was while we still had that house in Montana, because that's where he and I met. So I always had a good excuse. No, Matt, you know, I can't go there in the summertime. We go to Montana in the summertime. Well, I sold that house. I ran out of excuses as to why I could not go. So I had to. Like, let's get this over with. I ended up going to Wisconsin. I loved it. I wished I had done it sooner, which is why everybody there was telling me when they did, come in the winter, come in the winter. It's awesome. There are so many things to do. You'll love it. So I figured I don't want to make the same mistake twice. So I decided to give it a shot. So with visions of snowmobiling and ice fishing and a frozen lake dancing in my mind and a white Christmas, a white Christmas, we jump a bird the day after our last show of last year. And what do we encounter? The warmest Christmas ever, apparently there. There was no snow. I keep hearing all these stories about how, man, you could drive a car Across that lake where your house is. You know that lake that I photobomb you with every single summer? My man Woody. My man Woody told me, dude, never mind a car. Don't even try to walk across that lake. Which is why you never got that crazy live stream from Eagle River of me fishing, ice fishing, or snowmobiling or anything else. Nobody broke out a single snowmobile. Nobody cut a hole in the ice to fish. The closest thing we got to any of that was the woodman one day broke out a saw. 
and he cut a giant hole in the lake. He and I are on different lakes. He went to his dock. He cut a giant hole in the lake, and then Woody and our two boys, Jake and Logan, went for a cold plunge. Woody was all over me one night. Are you doing it? Are you doing it? Are you doing it? Are you doing it? And I had a few pops in me. I'm like, yeah, of course. Of course. I woke up the next morning, and I didn't have a couple of pops in me, but a couple of cups of coffee. And I'm like, hell no. But Jake and Logan, they were about that life. I didn't do it for a couple of reasons. Like he said to me, are you doing it? And I said, hell no. He said, what about last night? I'm like, what about it? That was last night. What about this morning? So are you doing it? Hell no. So that's the first reason I didn't do it. Hell no. The other reason I didn't do it was DJ got sick. The second that we arrived, she's still not right. And I want to make sure that I was available to start the next year. So I really did not want to bleep with it. Going into a frozen lake. It really wasn't all that frozen. Almost frozen. Oh, one more reason. I didn't do it. Hell no. But good on those three dudes for doing it. They look cold as hell when they came out, man. Cold as hell. In fact, the reason I didn't post any video was because there were four-letter bombs coming out their mouths when they came out the water. All in all, though, I was proud of them for doing it. Great trip. Love doing something different. Got some quality family time. Everybody who was there made me promise that we'd run it back again since I did not get the full experience or really any experience at all in their minds because there was no snow. I loved it nonetheless, though. If you saw the pictures, and you got to follow me on Instagram at Jim Rome, and you would have seen the pictures. If you're not, you're missing out. You know I look pretty cold. And you know why I look pretty cold? Because I was pretty cold. But it was great. Temps in the 30s most of the week. A few really sunny days. By the time we left, temperatures were dropping in the 20s. But I did get a taste of Wisco in the wintertime. Next time, hopefully we get the snow y'all promised me. But a great experience nonetheless. If you're listening in Wisconsin, you can let me know what I missed out on. Had a good time. Really good time. This guy writes, in Tepper's defense, the fan would not stop calling him a tenderoni all game. Chad from Orlando. Yeah, I don't know that he's her type. One thing I can do is go to the game, get drunk, find a little tenderoni, and take him home for the night and ruin him. I'm out. You imagine if he tried to pour a drink on her? And she said a young tenderoni, not an old billionaire. This one says, Dear Mr. Tapper." We at Everbank Stadium do not throw drinks. We wear ridiculous mustaches. We get staph infections from the skanks in our pool. We chop wood and players in our locker room. We kick kickers. We grind on skanks. We ruin tenderonies, but we do not throw drinks. Signed, Vince in Illinois is in. This one says, Dear Tepper, you threw a drink on a fan? That's child's play. 
Child, please. Come talk to me when you throw a bowl of soup at a coach. Yours, J.R. Swish. I see you, Geoff. I see you, Geoff. I can't believe it, Geoff. You actually started the year on a positive note. See, I'm fair like that. If you deserve to get cracked, you're going to get cracked. But if you deserve a slap on the back, you're going to get that too. Congratulations. Congratulations, Geoff. In fact, I'll tell you what, Geoff, as I'm apt to do, when you don't embarrass yourself and your family and me in this show, I'll call you by your given name, Jeff. Nice job, Jeff. But remember, you're one horrible takeaway from being Geoff. I'm just saying it the way you spell it. The thing about you, Jeff, you're always one takeaway. In fact, you're not even one takeaway. It's your next take. Your next take will be back to Geoff, but that's not bad. He did reportedly throw a bowl of soup at a coach. That's a power move right there. And I don't know if it was split pea, minestrone, chowder, or what. That boy's toast, his ankles are broke. How good is this dude? How good is that guy? And then I'll chase it with this. Romy, my humble opinion, Tepper handled those hecklers with grace and sound decision making. Regards the lead singer of JD and the Straight Shot. Wash away my pain. Wash away my trouble. Tony in Moon Valley. And there's hour number two. When we come back, Andy Staples joins me. He was at the Rose Bowl yesterday. Want to get his thoughts on that? I want to talk about the other semifinal matchup and look ahead to the Natty. That's all still ahead. Phone lines buzzing. I like that. One open line right now. 1-800-636-8686. Do not go anywhere. (laughs) 